0: Off the ball with betdac.com, the sports betting exchange.
1: Serious about sports 24 7. Every season, every sport, every team. All right, welcome to Fridays Off the Ball. It's Adrian with you this evening. The team have been even further struck down from the what was it last night, Keen? The romanticism, illness, and just general annual leave. Uh, tonight it's illness right across the board, mm-hmm. so we've told them to stay at home and not bother coming in. To in fact, the rest of us, uh, we'll be back to business as usual again uh, tomorrow and indeed into next week as well. Uh, but with me in the studio tonight, Kim Martin Good evening to you. Good evening. And Brian Druce. Good evening to you. Good evening. I'll be ready to step up to the mark now there's, you know there's I am on feel the now pressure now. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> extra um, extra onus on the yeah, two of us. That's well, three that's, of us. That's, that's what I
1: like. End. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Um, and lots of good stuff to come over the next couple of hours. We're going to chat to Brian about the weekend's. Chat Champions Cup action. Just how rosy is that Irish Provincial Garden? Johnny Sexton's grumpiness and more there. Stephen Ferris with us too shortly. Uh, always seems Brian Stephen Ferris a guy who would have been a pretty good cracker on the training ground.
0: Very popular guy. Yeah, really good lad, mm-hmm. uh, Fez. Um, yeah, I remember him from day one walking in and he was always the specimen, but he, he was good fun and uh, yeah, you, you know, he was you know, good for a night out and good for. You know, man to roll his sleeves up on the pitch beside you. Yeah. Yeah, You can mix it up.
1: Which is the most important thing. It was. Or maybe not. We'll pick through the uh, very best bits of the week as well on the show. Colin O'Rourke on that famous knee bandage and all the latest situation with the GA and GPA. Also uh, on that topic, we're going to hear from Donald O'Neill. Sean Potts, two former and current members of the uh, GPA, Richie Power, is going to reflect on his Kilkenny career. Uh, We'll have tennis fixing with Luke Jensen. Plenty more as well. So all that to come over the next couple of hours. Uh, You can get us on 53106. We're on Twitter, at off the ball on Facebook as well. And it did strike me, Brian, that uh, we probably, possibly have done a little bit of the Yaya Torres situation here. I, I, I think nobody bothered to uh, wish you happy birthday yesterday.
0: Yeah, I know, I'm sick. i ended uh, uh, my transfer <laughs> into one of the other stations, all right,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Someone run down to Tesco and get on a birthday yeah. cake, quick. A couple of cans. Bladed <laughs> happy birthday. Cheers. Um, you've been in the... O- uh, O'Driscoll Slams McGregor was the general sort of uh, tone of things this week. Well, that was exactly uh, what it was uh, in the
0: article, <laughs> yeah, so... But well, actually, People have to wait for Sunday to it's hear Sunday, it. out. Yeah.
1: An Irishman Abroad with Jarlett Regan. Brilliant podcast, check it out. Um, I read the full, I've just seen some of the full quotes outside in the last hour or so. Mm-hmm. And the O'Driscoll Slams McGregor, needless to say, totally misses the point of a pretty eloquent, well-communicated point about what you'd actually said.
0: Yeah. Um, listen, that doesn't overly shock me um, <laughs> to see... You know, people tend to just read hi- uh, headlines, mm. but then uh, click-through most of the time will find that the headline has nothing to do yeah, with the difference. article. So, yeah, I think, you know, not to give too much away, but it's, it's referencing self-doubt, and there's no doubt that he doesn't have any self-doubt now, but I think in all sports people, my experience is that there, some form of self doubt creeps in mm. the longer you're in it, and the, when the when the body starts to ail a little bit, you can't help but have in quieter, darker moments mm. just that uncertainty as to whether you're still able to do it the same way.
1: And like his difficulty now, that was my system.
0: tongue lashing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could, there's going to be more headlines off <laughs> the back of this. Balls. E are tuned in and they're they're ready for action. There's going to be uh, like like. So, McGregor's come to this point where he's been so confident in everything he's done and he's been able to back it up with results. But at some point, at some stage, he's going to uh, be beaten or not win as convincingly as he's won. And that's when it gets a little bit trickier. For
0: Maybe me. not even that. I think that it can come in the form of an injury. Do you know, It, it mm. could be as simple as that, where you can't shake something off, where you pick up a training injury and there's frustration you're, and you're thinking is my body able to stand up to this level of punishment, this mm. level of training? And he's renowned as, you know, as a phenomenally hard trainer, you know, one of the toughest out there. So mm. to still be able to, how many years of that can you put your body through yeah. um, and then have, you know, high-intensity fights, albeit, you know, he's not going to have 14-second fights for the rest of his career. So yeah. um, it'll just be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And maybe, do you know what? he he Maybe he'll say that he's the exception to the rule, but only time will tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see over the next little while He certainly put himself out there in that way. Uh, right, Keen, what's going on? We've lots of good stuff uh, rugby-wise to come over the next little while, but mm. we'll start with some... Uh what are we starting with? Well, with the rugby
2: because uh, there's plenty to pour all over uh, from the team news released by all four of the Irish provinces today, uh, Adrian ahead of the weekend's European action. In terms of the uh, Champions Cup, Ulster, of course, stand the best chance of reaching the knockout stages but they have to pick up a bonus point win over Oyana on Saturday. However, they're going to have to do that without Ru and Pienaar or Stuart McCloskey who are both missing from the matchday squad. Pinar has been laid low with the virus this week which means Paul Marshall starts at scrum half and the inform McCloskey has been rested so his place in the centre is taken by fit again at Darren Cave with Luke Marshall moving in at to 12 Nick Williams though does return at number 8 so that is a significant boost for Ulster in place of Roger Wilson who's on the bench and Jared Payne uh, continues at full back another boost for Ulster today the province announcing the capture of Irish qualified second row Kieran Treadwell the uh, England under 20 international has also represented Ireland at underage level under 18s i think and uh, he'll move to Belfast on a two year deal in the summer
1: bit of a reverse Jack Grealish going on there Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he's more successful than Jack Grealish. He's uh he's not had the season to remember but no, nor is his team yeah. so we'll have to um yeah I don't know anything about this guy but um you know if he's um if he's available to to to, for, to play for Ireland We'll have him.
1: You're not one of these people that's got sort of precious about what somebody's background is, or once they once you it's pick, once you the, pick, and you're
0: definitive with yeah, it. You yeah, can yeah. you can play for both. I'm all right with that. And yeah. do you know what? If even if he has um, more of a draw to to England, but yet he feels his opportunities with Ireland are going to yeah. be greater. Well, fine. Once he makes that decision, because there's certainly plenty of. You know, I, footballers that have played for Ireland for, uh, were born in England, yeah. and you know too Hedge, many to mention bets, yeah. that hedged their bets yeah, and, yeah, and thought yeah, yeah, I could get yeah, fifty yeah, for yeah, Ireland yeah. or I could yeah. get two for England. Yeah. I'll take the fifty
1: for Ireland. O'Driscoll oh, slams Jack Grealish. I can <laughs> <laughs> uh, text in 53106. Hey lads, with all the uh, hey, with all the lads sick. Does that mean there's no crappy quiz tonight? There isn't any crappy quiz tonight. There's been outrage about it. Um, on Twitter today that might be overstating things slightly but there won't be we'll be back uh, at least two really. tweets <laughs> that's, that's outrage as far as I'm concerned uh, yeah it'll be back next
2: week the, uh, we should probably point out that the, the, it was actual illness in relation to the guys who can't make it in I mean it's not like we were looking yeah, for them to do a, don't worry about the a Holly Willoughby claims. and <laughs> Philip Schofield and, and show up after a night on the tiles and, <laughs> and do the show regardless you know they were actually
1: let's not worry about the truth the the details
2: of this let's gloss over that Uh, Munster also named their team Uh, they also have an outside chance of uh, reaching the knockout stages as they look to build on uh, last weekend's win over Stade Francais ahead of the game the province have also uh, received a boost after announcing new contracts for Andrew Conway and John Ryan today Conway who's currently out injured has signed a two year contract extension which will keep him with the province until June 2018 and Ryan who can play both sides of the front row has agreed a three year deal the prop has also been included a tight head in the Munster side for tomorrow's trip to Treviso which is uh, one of two changes made by Anthony Foley fit again Dunica Ryan returns to the second row in place of Mark Chisholm so he will partner Dave Foley uh, the Munster head coach knows that they're in a pretty hopeless situation this weekend they need a lot of results to go their way and uh, it is largely of their own making
3: there's sliding door moments you know that, uh, that hit us throughout, throughout the campaign no, no more different and uh, no more Poignant in the ones in the Leicester home game, you know, and um, you know we had one or two opportunities in the away game as well to to get a result over there and to leave both both games with zero points. You know, it's it's going to hurt us on Sunday, um, you know, and um, to uh, to not get anything out of those three games, you know, it's 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 hurt.
1: Did uh, strike me after the uh, the win over Stade Français the last day that like one of the first questions Anthony Foley gets asked is you know even you guy coming in looking after your uh, your defence he's obviously having an impact straight away nothing to do with you Anthony by the way just. <laughs> 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 It's, yeah, it's tough, a difficult it? one because yeah. you
0: want to you want him to appear welcomed and that he's done a great job, but he hasn't transformed the whole organization so much so that he's showing you up. So yeah. Yeah, it's a fine line that you're treading on as a, as a head coach. I in think that he walked it as well.
1: He kind of said, "Yeah, like he, I think he was he was very conscious of the fact that this was not you know this question was not reflecting amazingly on him, mm. but wanted to you know not entirely throw Andy Farrell under the bus after such a good result.
0: Yeah, you have to lavish a bit of praise and get him on side, but particularly considering the predicament they had been in. So yeah. I'm sure maybe this weekend's result will um, will give them a little bit more breathing space. Yeah.
2: It is funny, though, because I think I think Roger was talking about this um, in the examiner a couple of weeks ago, how like Munster's confidence was so brittle and how just one appointment, one arrival, a guy who shows up at the training ground for two days a week mm. can turn things around or can flick a switch. And mm. that, that suddenly everything that they've been talking about or everything they've been doing on the training ground can actually start working for them and and things can turn. turn.
0: Yeah, just in in the way that it's just another voice. It's not the same thing that you've been hearing that hasn't been working. So someone just to break that up in some capacity, even if it's different sort of noise, um, granted, with with Andy Farrell, I find him very good. We talked a few weeks ago on the show about thought his appointment was very good, and he has to have been a good appointment for Munster because he's a good team motivator, very well organized, and he's passionate about what he does. So they're all characteristics that you would associate mm. with Munster, and so he should gel very well.
1: Mm. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, and like, I kind of wondered about how quickly. You can change that culture because it's been a bit of a stinker on Munster for the last while. The results haven't gone their way, and then suddenly everybody starts looking at the head coach, whether it's his uh, fault or not. It ultimately becomes his fault. I wonder how quickly you can actually change that thing. So Andy Farrell's in there for a couple of months. He's going to bugger off after a little while. Will that be enough if things start to go? Sort of a couple of weeks.
0: I don't. You see, the thing is, I, I don't know whether Anthony Foley has taken up his 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 third year. Has he? Is it? Is it? I don't think he's done it yet, not yet. Yet. Okay. Not yeah. Yet. So you have to remember too. Yeah, whatever's going on behind the scenes. If the Munster board were considering an alternative option, they have to start looking now. We're in January; you Mm. can't wait till Mm. March, April to Mm. think. "Mm, Will we keep him or won't we? So Mm. you know, you have to do a bit of background research. So whether that's going on or not, or they're giving, you know, they're they're giving him full scope to go and try and improve. You'd be hopeful, you know, from Anthony's point of view. uh, I obviously played with him for a lot of years. I don't know what he's like as a coach, but he does think. About the game very well. It's just a matter of how he's putting that across to his players, and I think it definitely goes without saying that that group of Munster players are not the most talented bunch that we've seen, you know, in recent years. And so they need them. He needs them to really perform for them to actually even give them a half chance yeah. of of being in the mix, you know, when it comes to trophy, you know, the the business part of the season. Uh, getting to semi-finals of of Pro 12 now that that is the only thing they're still in
1: and he doesn't get to point the finger at them either you know because I do remember speaking to him it was one of the first press conferences he'd done and the idea that like if a player doesn't perform they're going to get all the chance in the world to try and get themselves back into it but as a coach if you're not performing you get chopped pretty quickly
0: yeah you do and I think as well you probably it's hard to have that that you know, he's had a couple of tough interviews post match in mm. in recent weeks when yeah. when it doesn't go well and you know you can question yourself but I think when maybe you question your players if that doesn't get a reaction. It's then it yeah, reverses yeah, itself back onto, yeah, onto yeah, you. Yeah, you become the talking yeah. point as opposed to them. Well, yeah. if you know they're not doing it, why isn't the message getting across to them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so fingers start pointing back in yeah. your direction. It's so Jose
1: Mourinho thing of a couple of weeks ago that where he, that was I think that was pretty much his last one of Mourinho's last comments as a Chelsea manager that oh, maybe these players aren't quite up to it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you got the uh, Shepherds crook. Uh, I admire both McGregor and Adrisco, but wish Connor could handle his greatness with the same classy respect. Uh, for his opponents that Brian always did, says Martin. That's one of the texts that slipped through the filter. <laughs> Martin, a.k.a. Geraldine
2: O'Driscoll. saw <laughs> that, Martin. Uh, Johnny Sexton will captain Leinster for their European Champions Cup f- pool finale against Wasps in Coventry tomorrow. The ad half, one of 11 changes made by uh, Leo Cullen for their final European game of the season. Zane Kirchner, Dave Carney, Rhys Ruddock and Jordy Murphy are the only survivors from last weekend's win over Bath. But Ruddock has been surprisingly selected in the second row to partner Devin owner. Uh, Lufus Schurl starts at outside centre no re-returning to partner him in midfield. No place in the squad for Ian Madigan so Cahill Marsh is preferred on the bench. Although they are out of Europe Sexton believes that Leinster's first campaign under Cal- uh, under Cullen is heading in the right direction.
1: I think we're on the right track at the moment. I think obviously off to you know, a slow start it um, wasn't ideal I suppose, preparation looking back now um, you know, at the time we said it wasn't an excuse but um, now that we've been together a lot longer and we're know get into grips with each other and with the game plan I think you can see our performances just getting better and better and hopefully it continues like that and um, like you said we can keep the momentum going um, but yeah I do think that with these young guys coming through with the, the, the guys that are staying on um, and hopefully a few more guys coming in I think we'll be in a really good place you know come well hopefully for the rest of this season and then we can look at Europe again next year. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Johnny Sexton a little bit. I was kind of astonished that that was the first time he'd ever uh, Lancer, I have to say,
0: yeah, I'm surprised too. I, I, I um, didn't realize it until I came in that he was actually captain this weekend. But yeah, you and you would associate him with captain material, albeit you know he you know he'd be, he'd be the first to admit that he has certain um, traits to his personality that mightn't go hand in hand with being mm. a captain. Um, but yeah, you know maybe it'll be that calming influence that he needs. Uh, and he's it's it's a good position to be in that they don't there's nothing to play for other than you know getting some credit back and so hopefully he'll be nice and calm and and lead the boys you know, with his performance
1: Yeah, there's a lot in that we'll come to a bit more of that uh, later on but also uh, Connacht's
0: Yeah, they're involved
1: in the Challenge Cup of course they've uh, gone uh,
2: they've got uh, Robbie Henshaw and Kieran Marmion back in their side for tomorrow's Pool 1 game against an ECSTM at the Sports Ground in the f- his first appearance since November Henshaw will line out at outside centre and Dennis Buckley will look to show that it was a mistake to leave him out of the Six Nations squad after returning to the front row where he'll be joined by hooker Dave Heffernan and uh, Irish International National Nathan White. Last weekend's defeat to brief does mean that Connacht need results to go their way elsewhere this weekend if they're to still make it through uh, to the knockout stages. Uh, Rory McElroy and Jordan Speeth both struggle today at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. The marquee pair will have to finish their second rounds tomorrow morning after today's action was delayed by bad weather. Uh, McElroy was 1 over through 13 and without a single birdie on his card when play was suspended because of bad light, leaving him 5 under for the tournament. Speeth had also lost a shot and and was three under par. England's Andy Sullivan has set the benchmark. He's the clubhouse leader on ten under. But first round leader, Bryson DeChambeau, is just a shot behind at the halfway stage of his second round. Michael Hoey, incidentally, finished today on three under par. Darren Clark inside the projected cut, but just about on one under.
1: Watching any of that? No,
0: I, I've been listening about Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. and just everyone's waxing lyrically he? about him. He the t- golf t- he t- one of the he calls himself? Yeah, but he took one of the boys apart in the... The Walker Cup is that right? Oh, absolutely obliterate. I think he's the Mega- like the
1: reigning American champion, and is some other college title in America that only Tiger and Jack and some other fairly decent names before him have uh, managed to hold at the same time.
0: Yeah, um, but he seems. Yeah, because there's so many young guys coming through. You know, it's hard to know what to what to believe and who to believe. Yeah. But this guy, there seems to be particular. Um, you know, credits being being associated with his name. So yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see how it, how it transpires over the course of the year.
1: He's got the uh, the Ben Hogan flat cap, and hey, Dad, I'm gonna change I'm gonna change the game of golf. <laughs> Apparently, it was something he <laughs> said to his father a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So let's hope he can
2: back it up.
0: If only had a bit of confidence. <laughs>
2: Uh, Cork and Clare meet tonight in the McGrath Cup final. Rebels boss Paddy Healy has recalled some of his more established stars for this game. Goalkeeper Ken O'Halloran and fullback Owen Cadogan returning to strengthen the Cork defence. Throw in in Mallow is at half past seven. Uh, meanwhile, the FAI and UEFA has now uh, says rather that UEFA has now agreed to allow debit card payments for Euro twenty sixteen tickets. Many Irish fans had feared that they'd miss out on the chance to buy tickets for the championships after using their debit card details to apply for the ticket lottery. The FAI now though says that the European governing body will be able to accept those fans' registrations provided there are sufficient funds on the card. Successful fans should find out uh, if they've got a ticket in early February. Meanwhile, UEFA standing firmly by their man, Michel Platini, the disgraced head of European football, has been suspended from all football related activity uh, by FIFA's ethics committee after being found guilty of rule breaches in relation to a disloyal payment. But UEFA's executive committee released a statement saying today that they won't hold an election to appoint a successor until after a platini has exhausted every avenue of appeal and they also say that they hope that their suspended president will be able to clear his name. As there is one game tonight as well in the SPL, Aberdeen can close the gap on Celtic at the top to just three points as they play host to Dundee FC. Uh, tennis today Top seed Serena Williams And Novak Djokovic Both won in straight sets At the Australian Open This morning uh, The pair both eased into the last 16 At Melbourne Former champions Roger Federer, Federer And Murray Sharpova Also progressed Federer Becoming the first player To win 300 Grand Slam matches When he beat uh, Grigor Dimitrov In four sets Australian Nick Kyrgios uh, Got embroiled In a running argument With the umpire as well He lost his third round match Against Thomas Burditch But the Aussie fans Have a new hero to cheer for Dar- uh, Daria Gavrilova uh, followed up her shock win over two-time Olympic champion Petr Kvitova with a dramatic win today over Kristina Mladenovic of France to book place in the last sixteen.
1: All right, Ian. Uh Cheers for all of that. Uh, good stuff. You're a big fan of the tennis, Brian? Um, yeah, I
0: do. I've been. I've. I, I've managed to get to Wimbledon a couple mm. of times. It's a brilliant day. Um, I'm just. I'm more impressed with the pronunciations from and there. <laughs> they were. They were not easy. Kevin and uh, uh, Nick Kyrgios Curi- uh, um, seems to just be poison. Yeah, it's just it, trouble follows them around.
2: There was there was music playing in the crowd, and he lost the plot with the umpire. And the umpire told someone to quieten down the music, but he didn't think that the umpire did enough and lost the plot with him again. He's he's easily distracted.
0: I think is probably one way of describing. By all accounts, unbelievably talented too. Mm. If he could just
1: down right. on the madness yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. alright keep your texts coming into us uh, Brian staying with us in studio we're going to be joined after the break by Stephen Ferris get your texts in to 53106 we want your opinions Off the Ball with the BetDak Exchange on your desktop or on your mobile available from the app store or at betdak.com Alright, welcome back to the show. It's Adrian with you this evening. Brian's still alongside me here in studio. We have Ulster Oinax on the show tomorrow with Wasps and uh, Leinster as well with Dave and James Downey on that one. But Ulster Oinax with Usheen uh, Johnny Murphy and Andy Ward will be alongside him in the commentary box uh, from Kingspan Stadium. So we decided it would be a good idea to have a chat to Stephen Farris to look ahead to this game. Evening, Stephen. How are you doing there? How's it going?
3: Yeah, very well, thank you. You've totally
1: uh, reshaped our show. We were planning to have you on a little bit later on, but you're off to the cinema, so we had to uh, <laughs> sort of re things here a little bit.
3: Yeah, I'm under orders from the missus, so uh, um, yeah, no, I'll have to get out the gate shortly. What are you going to see? Um, the Revenant.
1: All right, very good, yeah.
3: How was Port Rush yesterday, Fez? Um, uh, I actually played Ard Glass yesterday, Brian, in the, the wind and the rain on the coast there, and it was absolutely miserable but um, it was good fun bit of crack with a mates. mates to play Portrush a couple of days before that um, and it was in good order and good weather but um, yeah I think I think the golf clubs are still drying out and fr- from yesterday so I think we'll put them in the garage for the next couple of months until springtime.
0: He's playing so much that
3: he's actually <laughs> getting practice in for the
1: seniors tour at this stage <laughs> He's a few years to go though What are you playing off Stephen?
3: I'm playing off 10 at the minute uh, uh, bandit. But, oh, I wouldn't say I'm a bandit now Brian but Um, Yeah, I'm enjoying it, it's good fun, it's it's good to be competitive, I've just joined my local golf society and things like that that you couldn't do as a professional rugby player you can kind of relax and fit into now, so um, the other side um, of being retired now I suppose. Um,
1: let's talk a little bit about the game Stephen it's sort of looking a little bit more like nothing more than a sort of four try bonus point is going to do for Ulster to make the quarter finals needing that sort of an outcome you'd sort of like to have your best players available obviously but uh, Rory Best McCluskey Pienaar Henry all out does that yep. out dictate, uh, dictate now how Les Kiss goes about this game?
3: Look listen I think Les has been resting a few players on and off over the last number of weeks perhaps that came to bite us a bit when we played ONLA and we started with Paul Marshall and Ian Humphreys at nine and ten and um hopefully that point um, that we, we kinda lost out there doesn't come back to haunt us. But yeah, again a little bit of a shape up with Darren Cave coming into the midfield playing thirteen who hasn't had a lot of game time over the last couple of months and um, been out injured with a shoulder injury. Um he's partnering up with Luke Marshall playing at twelve who's been playing at thirteen. Paul Marshall coming in at nine who hasn't had a lot of game time so uh, look, listen. It, it, I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty tough. Um, but I expect from the first minute to the 80th minute, the the boys are going to set a high tempo and go out and try and run the ball around. And um, the OI team are are you know have nothing to play for. They've got their their good win against Toulouse last week, and hopefully the boys can steamroll them and on, on, on tomorrow afternoon.
1: You have so many uh, pivotal players out, Brian. Does that mean that? like outside of the sort of direct game plan that you just have to be a little bit more conservative you don't have conservative you don't have that same level of skill on the pitch um
0: I, yeah you, you obviously don't have that same level of skill um you know when first choices are gone but i think they can go for broke i think there's nothing to be benefited from building a lead i think you know you get an early penalty you know maybe not you know in front of the post you might knock it over in front of the post but mm. something You know, on the 40 yard line, I think you go to the corner and you realize and set the tone early that, you know, even if you, if you lose the game, but you score four tries, well, at least you've, you've done your best. Mm -hmm. Whereas there's, there's no point in, you know, not achieving five points out of this and giving yourself every chance. They they do need results to go, go for them. So they just need to go clearly, you know, you know, out of the blocks and, and perform well and try and get those, that try bonus and wait for some of the other results to go their way.
1: Yeah. McCluskey out. Um, Obviously, Stephen, he's played all 16 of Ulster's games so far this season and obviously impressed in a fairly major way, enough to make the Ireland Six Nations squad, but he's going to be rested uh, tomorrow. A well-earned rest was the quote that was coming from Les Kiss.
3: Yeah, he's he's, he's a big man. um, He's had a lot of game time under his belt. Um, Him and Brian had a bit of slagging on Twitter over the last number of weeks and he beat Gary Ringrose into the squad ahead of Brian's uh, pick. So that was... That was pleasing for me to see <laughs> from an Ulster's perspective, um, but yeah, he's he's a big he's a big game player. Is it strange uh, that
1: he's not, that he's not playing tomorrow? Obviously, he's played a lot of games, and so like it's hard to argue with the idea of a rest. But it is such an important game in Ulster season, and such an important player for them that he's now rested.
3: Yeah, like I don't I don't get it to be honest. Um, for me, you look at our run in two thousand twelve in the Heineken Cup when we got to the final, and then um, dricko and the lads give us a bit of a smash in that day in the final, but. We we had a pretty consistent team, even throughout the, the group stages, corner final, semi-final, a lot of the same faces playing. And it, it does it does help the team gel and perform better. And yeah, another few changes, again, at half-back with Paul Marshall coming in at nine. I'd, I'd like to see Ruin Pinar stay there. Um, it, it just kind of, I don't know, offsets the way the boys are maybe going to play. A um, couple of changes in the pack, Chris Henry still not back. So it's just... I think all the fans, um, me included, are a little bit apprehensive about Saturday, although I still think they're going to get the victory, but just hopefully they can get across the line with four points, or uh, five points, sorry.
0: And again, Fez, Rory Best, you know, sitting on the bench. I have to say I've been pretty impressed with Rob Herring this year. I think he's been good, he's deputised really well, but again, you know, having one of your key leaders, a guy that's just been named national captain, yeah. surely you want him starting and and beginning the game, getting a good, even 50 minutes out of them if he wants to look at it that way, because the, you know, the back will be broken in that first 50 minutes, so get your best players on the park, no?
3: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Brian. And look, Rob Herring's come on in the last number of weeks slipping into the back row, um, just through a few injuries and that, but he's Rob's a great player. Um, he, he's done well when when Rory's been away, captain in the, the Ulster team, and the guys have a lot of respect for him, and he's, he's a really good physical uh, physical guy and he'll set a tone earlier on you talk about kicking it into the corner you know for, for me Rob's got absolutely fantastic line-out throwing skills and um, he'll get them in the front foot uh, he puts in big hits around the park and he leads by example and that's what you want your captain to do but I think Rory Best will be sitting um, on the bench you know, itching to get on at some stage and you know, as they say it's a, a back tightness that he's you know, he's sitting on the bench with um, but I'd say he'll be moving fairly well and hopefully play a key part in Ulster's win
1: Just on McCluskey, Brian, is it sort of a happy coincidence, am I sort of reading too much into this, that he's two weeks out from potentially his first Ireland cap, that maybe not entirely a coincidence that he's sitting out here?
0: No, I don't think it's it's anything to do with it. Um, Les Kiss isn't, you know, isn't doing him a favour. I think he just feels as though maybe the guy, he knows a bit more than you and I do, and and probably Stephen, that maybe he's just a bit jaded. He's, He's, you know, just flagging a little bit this week. There's a lot of testing will go on on a Monday morning and maybe his scores were down and so they just felt... Prudent to to give him a rest this week. I've got Darren Cave coming in. Obviously, you know he was in good form before he got injured earlier in the year or late last year. So, um, they they, they have real good quality throughout. Albeit, you know, Stuart McCluskey has been their in form player, and um, you know, he, I have to say I hold my hand up. He's gotten better and better the more I've seen of him this year. And uh, will he get capped in the Six Nations? I think he probably will at some stage. I don't think he's going to start against Wales. Um, but he's uh, he's definitely you know showed a lot more to his game than I had originally thought.
3: Very Wait. different different. Sorry, Sorry Brian, Stephen, Go ahead, Jack there. I think one thing with his game, he, he's very good going forward. He's, he's a big man. He's good at getting on the front foot and you know slipping offloads away. He's very skillful and good hands. One thing I love to see in his defense is absolutely getting up out of the line and, and taking people apart because he's got the size, he's got the physicality. I know Ulster in Ireland over the years have relied a lot on the choke tackle. Um, but I think it's something that's slowly disappearing out of the game, and um, you know he's such a big man. I just love to see him come up and put in more impacts and, and, and make more turnovers.
0: Does he have it? Um, does he have the appetite for it? You know, you get a lot of players, and I have to. Say, that's what I really liked about Robbie Henshaw is because he's, yeah. he's as exciting in in defence as he is in attack. He wants to go after that hit. Is that is that in his personality?
3: I don't, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know him. Really well. I know he, he was there for a couple of years, but he wouldn't have been the type of fellow would have sat down for a, with, with a coffee with Brian. And um, I'm just not sure. You can tell in his game, he's he's got it between his teeth going forward, but in defense he loves to he loves to hug a lot and he loves to choke a lot and get his body in behind, um, you know, defending him behind the, the attackers. And it's it's just something that. Is kind of irritating me a little bit with the Ulster midfield, and then when when one person does it, you know, another person does it, and it's kind of becoming a bit of a trait of of, of Ulster's defence. Um, and you know, hopefully he does have it, and hopefully Joe Smith can bring that out of him over the next couple of weeks.
1: He's six foot three. You've both been sort of alluding to it. Six foot three, 17 stone. It's pretty untypical of the type of centre that we would have had in the team over the years between yourself, uh, Gordon, Henderson and Mags before that. Uh, Those last two were six foot and I think just about six foot. Is this just the way the game is headed now? And this might be like another avenue and another different, slight different sort of way for Ireland to play in midfield. It is, but at the same time,
0: as Fez mentioned, there, like he, this guy has feet. He, you know, for a big, big man, he can he, he can, can shift. Move, yeah. He has much better skills than I'd originally given him credit for. He's got a passing game. He absolutely has an offloading game. That's probably one of the strengths to his to his game, I would say. And that's something that this Irish team needs to learn to be better at is taking a few more calculations risks and offloading the ball and making sure they don't have 20 rooks every time they go through mm. from from a line out or, or a scrum to the end of play and, and you look at the best sides they they tend to f- um force penalties or scores or line breaks you know and it, that, that comes after five six phases because of their offload game so I think that's a real um it, it's an aspect to uh, to his game that i I hope you know will will have a, rub on, a knock on effect to other guys when, when they see him in camp as well. Mm.
1: All right. The other big news uh, that you've mentioned is that Rory Best this week obviously gets the, the Ireland captaincy. Stephen, the best captain you've ever played under?
3: <laughs> uh, well, Drekku, sit beside you. <laughs> um, look, listen, he's a great leader. He, I think for me he was the best the best Irish player in the, in the, in the World Cup there. Um, he, he puts his body on the line week in, week out. And for Ulster, he was he, he was fantastic captain for me over the years. Yeah. Um, He's kind of bided his time a little bit, and O'Brien was there for a good number of years, leading the boys, and then uh, Paulie as well. And um, now that those two guys have went, you know, I think Rory's stepping in. He's he's been around for a long time, and he's got a lot of experience, and I think it it really is deserved. Um, I'm sure himself, myself included, are, are very very proud, and um, hopefully he can lead the boys out against Wheels on the seventh on the of February and go out and get a victory.
1: Outwardly, he seems like a fairly unassuming guy. How would you sort of describe his style of captaincy?
3: Um, look, he doesn't have to say a lot. I think what's important about a captain is when they speak, you listen. Um, you know, especially with Brian and Paul, as soon as they open those guys opened their mouths, you just automatically turned around and listened to what they had to say, um, and, and that's very, very important. But you also got to have a lot of respect for your captain. Um, and I know all the guys have a lot of respect for Rory. Rory's a bit of a joker off the pitch as well. He probably gets on with everybody, um, even the younger guys. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have to say too much, and he, he kind of leads by example.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. Yeah, he's a, he is. I think the respect thing is probably the most important in a captain, and he has that in abundance. Um, and that comes from, from
1: where from his from his personality or from his play or from, from all of that. Yeah, I think it's of- it's it it,
0: it it it's predominantly from how you play, you train, and how you play on match day. But then how you carry yourself, mm. um, the humility that you show, um, you know, whether you're a good orator or not. It's it's a combination of things and I think he was a fantastic choice. Um you know, there's obviously Pete O'Mahony um a lot of people were touting as a potential you know Irish captain in the future and I'm sure that his time will come too but um it's hard to, to disagree with, with Rory's selection Because he's he's always been a leader in his own way. Um, Even you know when he's when he's not always been in the twenty three, had a ding dong battle with Jerry Flannery for years, and you'd still he wouldn't be any less of a leader. You know, in in talking in the dressing room or um, or being a personality around. uh, You know, when when you're not on the pitch or not out not out training. So he's he's a very very likable guy, and he ticks all the boxes for for captaincy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably unlikely that he's going to be captain through to the next World Cup.
0: Listen, front rowers can, can go a long time. I know he's pretty bashed up. You know, he's taken a lot of knocks. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he 34? Um, um, but what's to say? You know, only Rory really knows what it's like getting out of bed every morning and whether he can do it for four, four more years or whether he wants to. But for now, you know he should enjoy the honour of, of being captain of Ireland and... Um, it would be pretty special if he if managed to do something that no other other Irish team's ever done and win three on the bounce
1: Stephen just on the game itself uh, in the last couple of minutes here ulster Inox tomorrow the platform of that set piece paid off in a pretty big way for Ulster in the previous game against Ionics 23 points down obviously in the volley of tries in around the uh, tw- uh, 20 minute mark in the second half is that enough of a lesson for Ulster tomorrow to get that right from the off?
3: Yeah and I think uh, Rory Best said at half time in that fixture that you know the finger shouldn't uh, shouldn't solely be pointed at uh, Paul Marshall and Ian Humphreys for for the way they the 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 way they played in that first half it was because they didn't have the platform in the front five they were getting demolished in the scrum the line-out wasn't functioning and they couldn't give Paul Marshall and Ian Humphreys a platform so that was stressed at half time they had to fix that they did and when they did fix that um they had a little bit more experience and class on the pitch with uh, Paddy Jackson and Ruan Pienaar and things just went a little bit more smoothly and hopefully more of the same. But, uh, you know, it's all well and good having Stuart McCluskey and, um, you know, Marshall out there and Paddy Jackson run, pulling the strings at fly half. But if, you're, if your pack aren't going to give you the platform like they did against Saracens there, um, you're always going to struggle. Um, and that's my worrying sign for Ulster going forward. Even if they do qualify, make it into the last eight, that, that, that they're just going to struggle because they're just not big enough and powerful enough up front.
1: I was trying to get a steer from your overall comments about the game as to which way you were going. I know you're a little bit concerned, obviously, to be down those players but the fact that Inex might be sort of have already hit for the gate here. What Where do you expect it to go? I suppose the primary question, if uh, Ulster will get the four-point bonus win.
3: Yeah, look, I think I think the result isn't really in question. I think uh, Ulster are going to win this game. Um, hopefully the weather's going to be okay. It's pretty breezy up here, as um, I alluded to earlier, being out in the golf course yesterday, but Fingers crossed, and um, they'll be able to put a bit of a score on this team. And as Brian said, the tempo early, kick to the corner, you know, get, get the Oyonna boys doubting themselves from the first minute, and hopefully they can run in four, five, six tries and uh, get some points on the board. All right, Stephen,
1: thanks a million. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the revenant. More, thanks very uh, much indeed. The, uh, All the yeah. best, guys. Take Just it fast. easy. Uh, Stephen first there on the line uh, from Belfast. Everybody's very impressed, Brian, with Les Kiss, guy you know a thing or two about. It seems to be his attention to detail, and he's proving to be although although we don't know obviously what happens tomorrow but he's sort of been successful when you look at the rest of the province more particularly uh, with Ulster over the last while but his attention to detail seems to be the thing that sort of stands out
0: yeah he's always been very very thorough Um, obviously as a defensive coach predominantly with Ireland but he was given uh, attack for a while uh, under Declan Kidney mm-hmm. um, it, it actually it coincided with the, you know an unsuccessful 2013 Six Nations I think but I don't think that was to down to, to, to Kissy's uh, lack of knowledge it was more uh, you know, we, we found ourselves decimated by injury but um I, I do think that, that Kissy's obviously worked very well. He went up in a in a in an interim role last year and, and he was very, very popular and they were really looking forward to the World to post World Cup getting him up there and he's clearly bedded in, you know, his philosophies and the way that he wants the game played uh, and there's a clear understanding. But I think what 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 Steve uh what Fez touched on there and, and he's dead right is the concern for me with Ulster would always be up front. Mm-hmm. Is just they lack a little bit of manpower and a little bit of steel and it's um, it's, I suppose it's, a, it's disappointing to see that one of their better players this year and Nick Williams is even going to Cardiff next year yeah. they need that momentum that go forwards those big ball carriers they didn't replace uh, Johan Muller um, you know like for like with, with Van der Merwe coming in he's actually not been bad this season a bit disappointing last season but I, I just think they they need some uh, you know one or two big ball carriers to help them mm. beat up the, the bigger, more imposing packs.
1: Yeah, they've got Rodney Ayu on the way from uh, Connacht, obviously, but might not fully fulfil that brief that you're talking about. So we shall see how things go over the next little while. 53106, if you want to get in touch with us, we've lots to uh, come. We're going to chat a little bit about Leinster and a couple of other bits and pieces as well after these.
3: Off the ball with
0: BetDAC.com. For great exchange odds on Ireland and the UK's biggest race meetings this weekend. And for Cheltenham 2016. BetDAC.com.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. It's Adrian here alongside Brian O'Driscoll. We're with you until eight. A couple of more bits and pieces to get through here. A couple of texts, a couple of tweets. Ah, come on, lads. Keane versus Bod versus Fez. Classic. Hashtag crappy quiz suggests Brian Gaynor. And that was not a bad suggestion at all, Brian, but it would have involved a little bit of forethought. <laughs> and we haven't got that far. Uh, and also for Martin Oinax coming to Ulster with nothing to play for. We all know how French teams travel. Uh, the of the ball boys really talking them up. Uh, suggest Martin there. Um, right, five three one zero six. at off the ball on Twitter. Johnny Sexton's going to captain Leinster uh, against Wasps tomorrow. It's a game you can hear live on Off the Ball here. Some of his racing former racing colleagues previously sort of describing him as the Zlatan Ibrahimovic of rugby, which I sort of take to mean to mean the sort of moody, temperamental, but fairly enig- enigmatic, sometimes quite brilliant uh, player. As a teammate, is that your... Am I roughly in this like kind of ballpark there? Listen, no, um, no.
0: First of all, no, because I think um, I think he... Um, from what I understand of Ibrahimović, he's a bit of a dressing room splitter, you know? I right. think he's a little bit of a Mayfainer. So I wouldn't say... I would say the opposite of Johnny. I'd say he's... Um, He's very much, he's the ultimate team player. Yeah. Um, Moody though. He, but he is, <laughs> but he definitely does have a moodiness to him. But, yeah. that, but that comes from a desire and a, and, and a willingness and a want to win. It's not coming from a negative place um, where he wants to propel himself into the limelight. I think he wants to do it as a collective. Yes, he wants to be the best that he is, but he doesn't laud you know, all the praise on himself when he does have outstanding performances. He's a phenomenally humble guy. So I think a comparison to, uh, you know, I am Zlatan yeah. is... Uh, I am Johnny. ...is is pretty, is pretty tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he... An interesting piece today in The Irish Independent with David Kelly today where he talks about the idea of... Uh, whether he's grumpy and grumpy or not, and he kind of laughs it off a little bit of humor and passes it over to Leo, Leo to answer it, and he says, oh, "You know, I can't really. What can I say? No, no comments, comment, yeah. yeah, with the guy sitting beside him, but also kind of talking about the idea that he has turned a corner. So in terms of his form, that actually he's feeling it a little bit more now. And but I kind of wonder what he would have been going through privately over the last few months. Is he sort of guy that's kind of seeking out the YouTube compilations of himself to remind himself how good he is, or what would he? I don't going think through? he
0: ever. I don't think he ever got to that place or the need to get to that place I think it has to be you know it has to be a long period of time for you to have to dig dig that deep Um, I think he had um, probably his poorest run of form in his professional career um, which pretty much every international or, or quality player you know finds themselves in some dip of form at some stage it's how you respond to it and how you get yourself out of it and I saw him play against the Ospreys a couple of weeks ago and he was... Back to his scintillating best, mm. uh, controlling things, uh, running—you know when the game when it was on. Even from deep in his own twenty-two, uh, kicking extremely well. So he just looks as though he has a bit of bounce back in the step again. And it, it your confidence can it, it it can it can really it can affect your play obviously massively. But sometimes it doesn't. You don't need a huge amount to build that confidence back up again. One big performance, mm. and you almost remind yourself as to what well, you've been, at, yeah, yeah, been yeah I've been at for the yeah. last five or six years. Years yeah. and you know what, that 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 ability hasn't gone away i just needed to remind myself that it's still there and now you and and it's it's kind of like the power of positive thought it's it's one good game. Oh, I'll just have another one this yeah, week. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to really think about things. And one rolls into another. They do. They yeah.
0: just—it's all a bit more seamless. Whereas yeah. when when things start going wrong for you, they, they you know they, they they get out of control. And that yeah. t- I'm t- trying to think the Toulon game. He just had three or four the the one away yeah. had three or four things kick out in the full um, penalty mm-hmm. to the, to the corner that went dead. Um, you know, then you know, restart doesn't you know doesn't go just ten trips away that, just that sort of stuff, yeah. and you go oh yeah. gosh, that's like. In your back, of your head it's like that's three or four big mistakes I've made, yeah. and we can't get any mem- momentum off the back of them.
1: I always thought he would have made a brilliant. He's captaining Leinster for the first time tomorrow. I always thought he would have made a brilliant Ireland captain.
0: I just think I heard Jer- uh, I heard Jerry on the show on Wednesday. Listen to the pod- podcast, and um, Thornley was saying that it, it, you know, and I agree with him. It, th- there's a huge amount of pressure on your outside half. He's essentially a quasi-captain anyway, call, making a huge amount of the calls, particularly someone like Johnny who takes so much of the pressure on himself. Goal-kicking as well. I just don't think you need to be that guy rallying the troops as well. I think mm. you, you'd want to have a real lack of other options to go to your outside half as the leader. Or... You know, maybe maybe in the case of Johnny Wilkinson, where the more pressure he got himself, the more he thrived on it. That's a very unique person, and I I just feel not that Johnny's not capable of that, but if you can share, you know, the the captaincy and that certain pressure pressures like the off field commitments, the, the 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 media stuff, the captain's speeches all of that sort of stuff, Johnny will still come in, weigh in with his worth, and still be a leader within that environment. It's just he's not the go-to guy.
1: We've got a minute here, but we had a text a little earlier in the show asking about, uh, it simply said, Conor O'Shea for Munster, question mark. So he's leaving Queen's at the end of the season. We believe that Italy is his uh, destination. Ireland has tried to get him for, I think, a number of different roles over the years, not just strictly uh, from a rugby coaching or directorship point of view, but it seems as if he's off to Italy now.
0: Well, if that is true, um, you'd have to you'd have to imagine that he's looking at gaining some form of international experience before perhaps he comes back into the Irish fold. Yeah. Um, you know, in in you think years that's to come. The,
1: that's the, the long game plan here. I,
0: you know, maybe it's that. Maybe he wants to live in Lake Como. I don't know. Like there's, got, <laughs> there's lots of best, good right? lots of good reasons. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of a poison chalice uh, in in Italy in that I don't think they have the players coming through. So no matter what level of coaching goes on in there, you... you you know, you'd still need the players to be able to deliver your message. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll have to wait and see. But he's done a good job in quids.
1: Uh, there was some suggestion a while ago that uh, Ronald Agarra could possibly go with him if this is, thing is happening to Italy. He could go with him, and that again might be some of that little path that you're talking about in terms of maybe eventually winding up back in this direction at some point down the track.
0: Yeah, well, my last chat to Raj, I think he's very happy with wh- where he is in in Paris. Um, you know, he's he's obviously with a, a team that are winning and going very well at the moment. So I, I don't know if that's the smartest ship to be jumping off right now.
1: Good stuff. Brian, enjoyed that. Thanks a million. Cheers. That's it from us for the minute. Best of, up next. Good luck. Off the
2: ball with the
1: BetDak Exchange. For great odds on horse racing, the Premier League
2: and every other sport this weekend. BetDak.com.